It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Great to be with you on what we're calling Regular Wednesday. Super Tuesday is over, Regular Wednesday is upon us. And, uh, but we're going to talk about some elevated things. So we're going to take a little exhale from the political space uh, and actually go to something more important the uh, sacred space. Uh, some of you remember uh, last week I talked about this a little bit that, that when a, a people lose their capacity to feel awe or wonder or a sense of, of sacred, they're in danger of losing a, a whole lot more. And as a society, it is something that we've really lost uh, when we lose that sense of the sacred, uh, that reverence, that uh, uplifting space. And, and interesting, you know, even a lot of our sacred spaces around the world have become places of protest and anger and frustration. And it, it's we need to have more sacred space, uh, especially more shared sacred space. And at, at a minimum, we need to better understand uh, the sacred space of others so that we can not only properly respect it, but that we can also be blessed by it. Uh, so I wanted to bring in today uh, our favorite Maria Shaleo joining us uh, on air today on the other side of hey, the mic. thanks for having me as a guest today. <laughs> You've lost control. <laughs> I've lost a little bit of control, but that's okay. Uh, I can handle it. Uh, Maria, you're part of the uh, parish council for the Greek Orthodox community of Greater yeah. Salt Lake, and uh, you are uh, talking about, it was released just about a week ago, some information about about your sacred space here in downtown Salt Lake City. Right. It's worn out. We've worn out our sacred space. We have this uh, beautiful cathedral that was renovated recently. The ni- It's 95 years old, and it sits on the corner of 3rd South and 3rd West, and it's just a beautiful facility. But everything around the cathedral is really crumbling at this point. Mm. We have an apartment complex, which people say, oh, it's such a cool complex, but seriously, is crumbling. These yeah. facilities are crumbling. Our cultural center was built, I mean, it's 70, you know, 70 years ago to, in honor of war veterans. And um, so really, these facilities, we've used them to death. We've invited the community to share in our Greek festival every year, but we've really used them to death. And so we've had to launch a campaign to rebuild those sacred spaces. Yeah, and I think there's so many Utahns, uh, you know, engage in the Greek festival. That's such a great time to come on in. Uh, and as you say, it's been worn out in service, uh, It has <laughs> to totally be sure. been worn out. Even our Sunday school rooms at mm. this point. I mean, if we looked at the seismic capability of that building, it's not good. Not going to make it's it. It's not good. No, no. <laughs> uh, so, you, so you launched a, an effort, uh, I guess, about two weeks ago now. Uh, tell us a little bit about the effort and kind of what the vision is currently in terms of how you renovate that sacred space. And to me, it, it is one of those just beautiful things. I pass it every day coming into work, every day going home. And... Sometimes I just I'm really glad when I have to stop at the stoplight because yeah. it's just one of those spaces like okay the world's gonna be okay there's a community the in there oh, it's so yeah. beautiful if you've never been there come pay us a visit it is a gorgeous yeah. sacred space it is. but we really need to do something to make sure that our children have a space to meet yeah to hold Sunday school you know and to really host our Greek festival where our families all come together yeah. and you know share our culture with the community yeah. and so this is a, a 
well, our portion of it is $12 million, but is mm-hmm. talking about renovating that entire block and a portion of the crane across the street. We have the crane building, right. and there's a parking lot that we own there. So it's the full project is much bigger than that. It's a $300 million project with Woodbury Corporation. Oh, yeah. And they have really, they have a vision of multi-housing and really bringing families back to that area. But our portion that we launched is a $12 million portion just to renovate our cultural center and the areas where our community really uh, meet, uh, worship, and hold wonderful family gatherings year after year. People have their family weddings there, mm-hmm. but it, but it's worn out. So, yeah. and we have some great families that have stepped up. I mean, you have to realize that when the first center was built, some of these families that have stepped now stepped up: the Skedras family, the Muscondas family, the Pappas family. Yeah, these are families that kind of built these buildings. Yeah, and, who and really went built without the so that they could and built the community. Yeah, and they've stepped up again to build this wonderful facility. Yeah, and I think there there are so many Utahns who don't know. The full history of the Greek community in the state of Utah. It is so intertwined to everything from early developments to mining to mm-hmm. so many of the things that uh, have really made the state extraordinary. I was really blessed about 15 years ago. It was a random uh, magazine right, to write an article for a magazine, uh, but it was about the Greek community. And right. I didn't I, even mention the wonderful museum that we have, but this will allow us to really put together a museum that people will really love to come and see. Yeah, and everyone should get to know that. And I'm one of those who's been blessed by the Greek community. Uh, George Suval uh, was my personal basketball coach uh, back in the day in high school uh but way beyond the basketball and our gym's worn out it's yeah the gym's really worn out really it was worn out gym. then <laughs> yeah the Pap- the uh, Skedras family really has wanted to build this gym and has raised money for years yeah. for yeah. this gem it is it's it's a it's a real gem and and the community is is alive and thriving uh and i think one of the great underappreciated gems uh, of salt lake city so just imagine now that total renovation, bringing families back to the downtown area. We moved a lot of the homeless people, or I shouldn't say it's the homeless that the problem, but the drug problem out of the area. And imagine families coming back yeah. and living in the downtown area and around Pioneer Park. Yeah, that would be fantastic. Maria Chaleos, thank you so much for uh, sharing that Welcome. sacred thank space you. with us. A great insight. Uh, and as Maria said, if you haven't if you haven't stopped by that beautiful beautiful cathedral, uh, go. Go step inside. It will change your day, uh, might even change your world. So love the the Greek community and their uh, tremendous influence here, not just on Salt Lake City, but on the state of Utah uh, and the country as well. Uh, just thought we'd, we would step that in today because, uh, again, it's so easy to get so caught up and so hyped uh, into everything that we're racing and chasing for as it relates to politics. The state legislature's up on the hill working away. We're counting down. There's only a few days left of the session there, about a week to go. And sometimes we just need to stop and remember where it all really happens and and what really matters in the Greek community of Utah is just such an important part of who we are in this state uh, that I, I think it's just vital that we, we remember that. And again, take advantage of that because learning to both respect someone else's sacred space, uh, I guarantee you, if you respect their sacred space and then you're willing to step into it, I guarantee you, you'll be changed by it. And uh, regardless of your background or belief system, uh, so many opportunities to step into that sacred space. All right, as we uh, round out the second segment of the of the program today, I uh, wanted to hit just a couple of other things. we got some texts coming in uh, that are uh, really interesting and engaging. Uh, a couple of people have asked uh, about what percentage of the Republican voters 
switched over and voted in the Democratic pri- primary. I know going into election night, I think there were, had been about 4,000, 4,500 maybe who had requested ballots. And, of course, they could do that on the day uh, of Super Tuesday as well. So there there were some Republicans who crossed over, but, again, not, not huge. This was a, a night for the Democrats primarily here in the state of Utah. Uh, and it was a, a big night. It was a good night. And it was good for Utah to to shine in Super Tuesday, a record-setting vote cast by the state of Utah in a presidential primary. And uh, that's all That's all really good stuff. So uh, we'll continue to, to watch how that goes. And so here's the, the pivot point. Uh, as I've looked at uh, how this race has gone throughout the uh, course of the last over a, one year now, since a lot of these candidates got in, this has really been the campaign of lost opportunity or missed momentum. Uh, we actually had a resurgence of Beto O'Rourke on the stage a few days ago. It was like, oh, yeah, he was the front runner at one point. He was the inevitable uh, coronated new Democratic leader, uh, and it lasted for you know six or, six or seven weeks. Uh, Kamala Harris had magical moments on stage. Uh, in fact, she had great moments against Joe Biden, but could never parlay it into anything significant. Mayor Pete had some momentum rolling here. Even Cory Booker had some fascinating moments, and uh, Cory's just fun to listen to. It was always great to see him on the debate stage. Uh, But no one has ever been able to take their moment and really take that into momentum that could push them all the way through. So now even Bernie Sanders, who had tremendous momentum uh, before Super Tuesday, is now sputtering a bit. Uh, He still has a path, I believe. Uh, But will he be able to parlay that and really uh, make it all happen? All right, we're going to go ahead and step aside. Bottom of the hour news coming at you right now. When we come back, uh, we will talk about veggie tales. But really, we're going to talk about the power of story and principles. Stay with us on KSL News Radio.